We can wake up, wake up. Gunners and Ali, the perfect blend in the morning. Gunners and Ali for breakfast. On the wave. Morning, Ali. Good morning and welcome to Thursday. Of course, today, catching up with Jack Crawshaw mm-hmm. to talk about sport. Lots of things going down. You know what's making a return? Oh, I know I've heard about this. Go on. <laughs> it's the mullet, but it's the mullet with a difference. It's not the genuine mullet that I remember from the mid-80s. It's sort of like a feral bogan haircut. So it's short on the top, shaved, and then there's this bit at the back that just sticks out. Yeah. And people are saying, bring the mullet back. It's not a mullet. It's a completely different haircut. Well, the business up the front party at the back mullet, it's a hairstyle that's shape-shifted across the eons. I mean, you can date this back to Homer, the Greek dude. He had a mullet. <laughs> And then also you can date it back even further with chariot races and ancient Roman dudes where they kind of did that, but it was more warrior looking. And even Native Americans, they would do it as well with the Mohawk. So people have grabbed bits of hairstyles and adapted it with the Beastie Boys song 1994 Mullet Head. And that's where mullet actually came into its its own. I'm not happy calling it a mullet. I think they've got to come up with another name for it. I'm thinking the feral. The frullet? The frullet. (laughs) I think that's actually a thing, the frullet. It's like a front mullet. Anyway, you know with the fringe and they yeah. do that thing with that, that yeah, stuff looks. Um, I'm not a, a, a fan of the mullet. People have them and I think, yeah, cool. Some people really pull them off, some don't. Yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah, that was all right. You know who pulled off a good mullet? Who? Rod Stewart. Yeah, but he's always had a mullet. Yeah, that's a 70s hair shag mullet. Exactly. He was born like that. I like that. I like that. (laughs) See, when it comes naturally, it's okay. okay. (laughs) Let's check out what happened on this day, the 25th of June. June Lockhart, the American actress, is 95. Now, she played the mother in the TV series Lassie. Also played the mother in Lost in Space. Danger Will Robinson. Carly Simon, the American singer-songwriter, had some big hits, including this one. She's 75 today. Tim Finn, New Zealand singer-songwriter, is 68. Of course, he's the brother of Neil Finn and was in Crowded House for a bit there. David Page, the keyboard player and vocalist with American band Toto, is 66. He also co-wrote this hit song. Ricky Gervais, your favourite comedian. He's 59 today. Oh, is Elaine? She left you yet? Yeah. Alright, see you then. She has left him, I forgot about that. Happy birthday, Ricky. In 1967, the Beatles recorded this epic track. All you need is love. Yeah, the live version. Speaking of music, the Bee Gees recorded this track on this day in 1968. I started a joke Which started the whole world Crying. Yep, that's I Started a Joke. Up there, Kazali was released as a single in Australia in 1979. Of course, we all know how that goes. Up there, Kazali, in there and fight. Never gets old. In 2006, Nicole Kidman married Keith Urban, and they're still together. And we lost the King of Pop on this day in 2009. Michael Jackson, the US singer-songwriter, died at the age of 50 from cardiac arrest. <laughs> I feel the earth move. You know who felt the earth move? Who? Plants in Barcelona. Okay, how? Okay, so there's a famous opera house over there, a big theatre where all the amazing shows go down, and they've had to be shut down because of the COVID, but they've reopened, and they're going to be reopening to the public soon. But to warm up, a beautiful string quartet decided to give a rousing rendition of a gorgeous piece to plants. 
What, the whole place was filled with plants? Yeah, we're talking 2,292 seats in the venue, <laughs> all housing a plant, waving along in unison. Because, you know, plants love classical music. I don't think they wave, though. No, they leave a lot to the imagination. Anyway, the plants came from a local nursery. And the great thing about this, after their music therapy, they're off to healthcare workers being donated all across Barcelona. That's as a great a thank idea. you for their work throughout the pandemic. Great idea. Winning all round, nice plants one. getting some music and then everyone getting a plant. Well, off we go then. To Barcelona. <laughs> One of the original Cold Case TV shows is getting a spooky second life from Netflix. Between 1987 to 2010, Unsolved Mysteries ran for 14 seasons, documenting eerie cold cases and paranormal activity. This time, it's getting some help from not just its co-creators, but Stranger Things producer Sean Levy. Check it out. My hope is that there is somebody that's out there that knows the truth. Give us a little help. That's what we're asking for. I kept saying there is something bigger. I'm going to find out. We may have something more sinister going on. All these years, we never spoke of it. I think they were probably taken by people who were desperate. I have no memory of the lost time. I saw a lot of lights. All of a sudden, everything erupted loudly. I get goosebumps thinking about it. That sounds great. Get ready to be spooked out. Unsolved Mysteries drops on Netflix July 1. Mel Gibson has come under scrutiny again for anti-Semitic comments he made towards Winona Ryder at a party in the 90s. According to Winona's interview with the Sunday Times, he said, You're not an oven dodger, are you? Referring to being Jewish. Oh, my gosh. She is gunners. And Winona was incredibly upset at the comment. She had family who died in concentration camps. Now, since this has been revealed, Mel Gibson has strongly denied saying it but has since been dropped from Netflix's highly anticipated Chicken Run sequel. Thanks to Spill the Beans Cafe at Seascapes. Entertainment News. The Sports Report for Jack Yes, he's back. It's a very footy-flavoured sports report today. Lots happening. Uh, Jack, we'll, we'll handball it over to you, mate. <laughs> yeah, good morning, Gunners. Good morning, Ali. Great to be with you both. Yeah, so there's plenty happening. So we're going to see West Coast and Fremantle come back into a WA hub alongside Collingwood and Geelong. So two big powerhouses will come across. They're going to quarantine in the Crown Metropole, and we will see uh, those four clubs battle it out here in WA. Looks like there's going to be a Western Derby on Sunday, July 19. So pe pencil that in. It'll be a full crowd because we know that full crowds will be allowed as of Saturday, July 18. So two big powerhouses. We'll see Collingwood and Geelong play West Coast and Fremantle as well while they're over here. So that's the uh, big news, AFL news with the WA hub coming to life over here at Optus Stadium. I think with crowds, it seduced the AFL. It seduced the AFL to bring a WA hub over here considering that crowds were obviously going to be allowed uh, in full come July 18 over here. Here. So big, big thumbs up to the AFL. Um, from a waffle point of view, we know the competition has come forward. So it was going to be an August 1 start date. It'll now be a July 18 start. Peel Thunder have got their first game at home against the Perth Football Club at David Gray's Arena. Uh, so there will be a start date of July 18 and they'll now play the grand final in the first week of October. So uh, that's in the WAFL competition. In the Peel Football League, there was a decision made last night. So three clubs 
clubs have decided not to participate were Runa, Pinjara and Mandra all said we can't afford to play in the competition this year so they have decided not to play. Uh, we will see the five other PFL clubs and potentially a club from the lower South West Football League. Now they're talking about Bridgetown potentially could play in the Peel Football League this year so we'll just watch that space. That'll evolve in the next 24 hours. There'll be some fixtures out by the end of the week for the Peel Footy League. Now what's happening out of the footy world? Yeah, well, you guys spoke about it yesterday on the show. Novak Djokovic, obviously, but testing positive uh, for coronavirus after that tournament that he set up uh, over there in Croatia. Um, and obviously, since then, he's been extremely apologetic. We've seen Grigor Dim uh, Dimitrov as well test positive. Uh, Borinkovic as well has tested positive too. So, not ideal. It was a great cause that he was trying to do it for, to obviously raise some money for, for sick kids. Um, but unfortunately, I think probably just a little bit naive on the protocol that were required to ultimately run an event like this. So um, we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. And obviously from a football point of view, uh, there is a vote on Friday morning Australian time. This is soccer. Uh, a Friday morning Australian time, Thursday night Europe time, as to whether Australia and New Zealand will host the 2023 Women's Football World Cup. So uh, that's a, a big announcement which is coming up. Japan pulled out recently. Australia and New Zealand have got an extremely good bid. So I'm expecting on Friday morning that it will be announced at Australia will host the Women's Football World Cup in 2023. Whew, Jack, what a sports report. You are a legend. No hypotheticals, and there's actually sport to talk about, Ali and Gunner, so it's great. <laughs> Fabulous. We'll catch you next week and do it all again. See you, guys. Ali's Random Facts. So you know Pierce Brosnan, right? Yep. Pretty cool dude. He's played 007. Sally Field's love interest in Mrs. Doubtfire Deer. <laughs> He's also tried to sing in Mamma Mia. Anyway, did you know he used to be a circus performer and basically breathed fire? Did he really? He did. Back in 1969, the man who would one day be Bond enrolled in a fire-eating workshop, a skill that won him a job in a circus. Now, he later swallowed some flames on his 80s TV series, Remington Steel. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. <laughs> and also an episode of The Muppet Show. Fire-breathing on The Muppet Show. Geez, those Muppets want to keep their distance. <laughs> those things would go up. There <laughs> <laughs> goes Fozzy. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> Anyway, maybe Piers Brosnan can teach you a thing or two. Good one, Piers. <laughs> that's a flaming hot fact today, right here on The Wave. Nah, we're not going out with that. And that's how he's random facts here on The Wave. Nah. And that's my flame-eating fact here on The Wave. <laughs> That'll do it. It's nearly 8 o'clock, time to play The Secret Sound, thanks to ceramic hotels and bathrooms in Rockingham. 91.7 The Wave, good morning. Who's this? Doris Noyes. Doris, what's the uh, secret sound, do you think? I'll try uh, uh, remote control. Remote control, I'm afraid, is incorrect, but thanks for trying. 91.7 The Wave, what do you think our secret sound is? I think it's a hole punch, Ellie. You think it's a hole punch? <laughs> it's not a hole punch. No, it's not. It's or not a, a stapler. Oh, <laughs> thanks, buddy. 91.7 The Wave, hi. What's the secret sound? I think it's a egg smashing. An, An egg, egg smashing. smashing. Let's have another listen, Gunners. Okay. No, it's not. But good guess. Hey, 91.7 The Wave, what do you think our sound is? Is it a drawer closing? A drawer closing? Oh, that's a good guess, but unfortunately, no. Thanks for trying. 91.7 The Wave, good morning. What's the secret sound? Uh, good morning. Yeah, I believe it's a, uh, a paper punch. A paper punch, like a hole punch? A hole punch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. no. but thanks for trying. <laughs> <laughs> 91.7 The Wave, hi, what's the secret sound? Is it stapling paper? 
It is not stapling paper. <laughs> it's not a stapler. It's not stapling paper. It's not a hole punch. It's not a staple uh, removal tool. Nothing to do with staplers. Nothing to do with hole punches. <laughs> we'll take one more call. Ninety-one seven. The wave. Hi. What's the sound? The sound when you lock your iPhone. When you lock your iPhone, that's getting involved, isn't it? Let's have a listen, Gunners. No, nah, it's not. But thanks for trying. Have a good day. I think the closest that we got was the hand sanitizer pump. That was pretty much the closest guess we've had so far. So it's not a stapler. Please don't say hole punch. I might punch you. No, I won't really. But it's not. It's not a stapler. It's nearly 10. Time for us to push off and make way for PJ. It is. Come on in, Peter. We're out of here. Another coffee call. got a bit more work to do. And then basically it's Friday and then it's the weekend. It's basically the weekend now is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Also tomorrow, catching up with our Premier. Oh my gosh, we Mm. are as well. Mm -hmm. (gasps) How exciting. Hopefully he doesn't like bail on us. I don't think he will. He's pretty good for his work. He's he's been wanting to chat with us for ages. He has. We've had to put him (laughs) off actually. But, um, you know, finally we've made room to chat with him. It's going to be amazing. So we'll do that tomorrow. And we'll speak with our Mayor as well. Oh yeah, of course. Ooh, double whammy. Mm. (laughs) Have Gunners and Alley whenever you want. Podcasts at 917thewave.com.au.